name is Chandler Malone, and welcome to the latest episode of Be Attento, helpful tips and stories from some of today's most successful entrepreneurs and investors. Be Attento is brought to you by Attento Capital, a Tulsa-based venture fund focused on driving returns through early-stage venture investment and local economic development and job creation. Attento is Spanish for helpful, careful, thoughtful, conscientious, and polite, as we seek to embody these characteristics to all of our stakeholders. Today, we are excited to welcome Dylan Gambardella to the podcast. Dylan, how about we just dive right in and hear a little bit more about your story and uh, what you're doing with NextGen today? Chandler, thanks so much for having me here today. I am absolutely thrilled to be chatting all things entrepreneurship, youth entrepreneurship, NextGen HQ. But to take you back and and to give a a quick about me, my name is Dylan Gambardella, and I am the co-founder and co-CEO of NextGen HQ. We are a business hub that seeks to empower young entrepreneurs and dreamers to chase their passions, chase what gets them fired up out of bed in the morning, albeit there are a million obstacles along the way. And we want to be a force that gives you a bit more momentum to continue that journey, a bit of that energy you need to keep going. Chandler, you and I know that you have to be in the game to win the game. And so at NextGenHQ, we want to keep you in the game, whatever that means for you. Maybe that's a resource, perhaps an educational tool from one of our partners, or simply an inspiring keynote at our NextGen Summit or one of our other event portfolio. For every entrepreneur out there who's listening, we want to find a way to get you the resources you need, the tools, the products, the services that uh, inspire you with the momentum to accelerate your journey. Now, this all sounds really nice and, and we're proud of the company we have built today, but it was not always this way. So you mentioned taking it back a bit. NextGen HQ in its present form has been around over five years, going on year six now, which is scary to say out loud. But we built everything that I I just mentioned simply because these were items, these were resources that Justin, my co-founder and I were seeking ourselves. We were young, bright-eyed entrepreneurs back in high school. In our senior year, at 17 years old, we launched our first business together. It was a small company called Students for Students. Essentially, to boil it down, we were helping high school students connect with college students at the schools that the high schoolers were applying to. Very basic thinking was, maybe they can help you out with your essay. Maybe they can help you out with your application. They know what the schools are looking for. right? They obviously have gotten in recently. And maybe that wisdom can help you with navigating your own journey to getting in and getting accepted. Justin and I had a blast building that company but we had no clue which way was up. We didn't even know what we didn't know, which is a scary thing, but becomes, I think, a bit more evident every day you figure something out, you realize how much you have to go still. So we went out searching for a community, for a network, for a business hub that could answer some of these questions and that we could maybe find a mentor to learn from as a young entrepreneur. We were also battling things like, how do you balance your college course load with building a business? And these were unique questions that the networking opportunities out there, the conferences, the communities, they didn't really start diving into because, quite frankly, Chandler, they were all for folks who were about 15, 20 years older than us. Again, we were 18 at the time. And everywhere we went, we were by far and away the youngest folks in the room. So after a few months, we did what entrepreneurs do. And we decided to solve our own problem. And we built NextGen HQ to be that business hub, to provide those tools and resources that we were looking for ourselves. And now in those five plus years of building, the mission, while core to serving young entrepreneurs, has manifested in a few various ways. It started with our NextGen Summit, a flagship event 
each year held in New York City to galvanize youth entrepreneurs together and serve as a catalyst for their journey. Now, today in July of 2020, we are producing a heavy amount of digital content to serve entrepreneurs in a new manner, in a new light at home. What the future holds is really exciting for us as we see ample opportunities to dive in across new ventures and opportunities, including something as wild as real estate and next-gen living, which we can maybe dive into more further in the, the interview ahead. But we are fired up, Chandler, by what's possible when you give a young person a bit of momentum on their journey and, and help them to build their product and actualize their vision. Truly anything is possible. You know that just as well as I do, given that you are investing in that next generation of talent that we are looking to cultivate and support and, and help grow. And that's what gets me out of bed. How could I not be fired up to come to work every day, build alongside my team, knowing that when we win, it's only because the next gen entrepreneurs are winning. That's everything to us. Amazing. Amazing. Really appreciate it, Dylan. I think one of the things that is like very core to what you guys are doing is building community. And so not to get you to toot your own horn, but can you talk about maybe some of the things that you've heard from your community members in terms of value that you've provided uh, for them or things that they've you know gotten out of being a part of the larger next-gen community? I really appreciate you saying that. And on the note, we are always looking to grow and get better. And so while I hope that we are providing a, a tremendous amount of value today, check back with me next month or check back next year. And if we're not getting better, we like to call it 1% better each day, uh, then we're failing. So to your point, Chandler, we have found the most success with that early stage entrepreneur. You get it yourself. You were in these shoes only a few years ago. It's lonely, right? You think you're probably the only person who is dealing with the challenges and, and the various ups and downs along that entrepreneurial mission. And you don't know where to go. And so if we can connect with you with that 17, 18 year old Chandler, if you will, and introduce you to simply a community of like-minded peers who are going to hold you accountable, but also challenge you to be your best, then that's where I think we truly can step into our value and our sweet spot. Um, so it's being that guiding light that says, hey, it's tough out there, but we see you. And, and don't get frustrated because the journey's worth it. So keep your path, keep going forward. And here are a few tools and resources and helpful uh, links and learning opportunities if you need them. But know that you've got a community behind you that's giving you the momentum you need to further your journey. And, and I'd say that's where, at a core level, the community aspect of NextGen HQ truly can stand out and impact someone's mission. As we've talked about, we definitely want to share with the broader world. We're in the process of launching a pitch competition where we're going to invest uh, up to $250,000 in college-based entrepreneurs uh, across the country uh, this upcoming year. Very excited to share that and announce that. But for the college entrepreneurs who are listening into the podcast, I think it'd be great for them to hear someone who built a company in college that is still growing, even in the face of the times that we're living in. Maybe some of the obstacles that you had to deal with as an entrepreneur while still being a young person, still being in school, and how you overcame some of those obstacles. Most certainly. And Chandler, again, you and your team at Atento are inspiring and empowering such incredible work. I can't wait, truly. Count on us that hundreds, if not thousands of next geners are going to be applying for those grants and that investment. That's what it's about, man. So I'm pumped up for that. For me, I'll be honest that being a college entrepreneur, it all really boils down to how well you can learn to say no. And that kind of sounds depressing if anybody out there is hearing this and you have big, ambitious dreams for what it's going to be like starting and building a company in college. And 
keep going. Don't get me wrong. I did it myself and it was so worth it. But ultimately, it was a struggle and it, it is always going to be a struggle. But if you can hone in on where you want to be spending your time and where you want to be getting better and focused on improving, then that will be the key to your success. And for me, going back to my first years at Duke building NextGen, I wasn't able to dedicate the time I wanted into the company, let alone into my personal endeavors, whether that be the classroom or my social relationships. Uh, I was spreading myself too thin. And I didn't realize it at the time, but it very quickly became apparent to me that if I don't focus in a very limited capacity on maybe two or three or four things, then the six or seven I'm trying to tackle, they will all suffer because of my lack of an ability to say no and to prioritize. And it's really tough. Don't get me wrong, because when you're at a campus, especially my experience personally at Duke, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to be a senator in the student government. I wanted to spend time with my fraternity brothers, perhaps. I wanted to play on the basketball practice team and also have a life and also do well in class and also build a company. Sometimes something's got to give. And so for me, going into my later years at, at Duke, I knew it wasn't going to be academics and I knew it wasn't going to be Next Gen HQ. And so that led me to really have, let's say, a, a very limited amount of time to allocate elsewhere. And that was how I was able to find success. Was it still a challenge? 100 million percent. Was it still impossible to balance? Of course, there, there's no equal equation that this one works out with. But you got to sacrifice, you got to keep trying and be open to change. And once I accepted that as the reality, I think it allowed me to start really prioritizing where I knew I wanted to be growing. And that led to ultimately my ability to put the time in in the right areas. Yeah, I, I think that is great insight. I think when you're young and even when you're not young, sometimes you feel like you can conquer the whole world. When at the end of the day, you've got to take care of yourself first and, and give yourself the time and space before you, you go out and accomplish the things that you want to. So I really appreciate that insight. I know your business now with NextGen, a lot of the value that you all provide is virtual. A lot of the business components are in person. You guys have, as we've spoken about earlier, pivoted very nicely during this you know, period in time during COVID. And would love to just maybe learn a little bit more about how you guys are doing that. And then maybe share just any principles that you have for entrepreneurs out there who maybe are in the face of a time where they need to pivot or change some of the ways that they're doing business. Most certainly, Chandler. I, I think it starts and ends with adaptability in a lot of ways. And yeah, if anybody's listening, you've heard that term probably a gazillion times over the past few months. And I apologize for being the gazillion in first. However, it is true. And for me, I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, first and foremost, I'm, I'm very thankful and grateful to say that I am healthy, my team has been healthy, and we've been able to adapt well to this remote environment. And so I think that is the foundational premise, if you will, that allows us to adapt. However, even beyond that, we were scared. We were dealing with uncertain times. We were getting ready for our flagship event, our Next Gen Summit Conference, which is always the highlight and most important three days of our year from both a revenue standpoint, but also from a community building standpoint. And we were facing the potential of that not being able to happen. And that was scary. And so we waited. We tried to get more information. Tomorrow would maybe give us a, another day's worth of knowledge and that could influence our decision. And then tomorrow would come and not much would change. If anything, things would look a little more bleak. And then we'd say one more day, right? One more day. Ultimately, what we were doing was not facing the reality. So one day came 
it was not necessarily as early as perhaps in hindsight we should have known the the writing on the wall or should have seen the writing on the wall. However, we had to accept that we're never going to have certainty in this case, but we have a job to do. And for us, that's serving entrepreneurs. And so we could keep waiting and keep hoping and maybe put a spoon under our pillow and cross our fingers that large scale events would be in a safe position to return. Uh, Or we could act and pivot and adapt and full well know that, yeah, maybe we're making a decision that was made a little bit too quickly, but we know that it was the best decision we could have made at the time. And my partner, Justin, and I, we move forward accordingly. And I'm really proud of our ability to navigate uncertain waters. Again, there's always room for improvement. But this was our first, thank goodness, crisis that we had to navigate from a global perspective. And there's a a million layers to that, a few that we probably have still yet to learn, but that will continue to come about. And so for anybody out there who is navigating the current climate and struggling to adapt, I think you have to have a certain confidence in being uh, in a lack of confidence, if you will. And that decision-making during uncertain times, that is a skill that CEOs of, of the largest companies point to as a reason why they're able to, to get through the crisis of the housing crisis in 2008, 2009. Even before that, the dot-com crash, all of these events, I don't want to at all compare them to what we're dealing with right now. But these are lessons that I am thankful already. And I know I will continue to be thankful for the opportunity to learn and grow through them. So for us at NextGen HQ, again, we know we're serving entrepreneurs. Right? Regardless of what's going on, we are here to serve young entrepreneurs. And so that manifests for us in a complete revamp to digital. Right? Chandler, you and I were, were joking about this accelerated transition that maybe would have taken three to five years in the business planning. It happened and is happening in three to five months. And that's a beautiful thing. Now, that also means that a lot of things broke, right? Because everybody talks about growing, which is great. But the other side of growth is change. Growth equals change. And what we don't like talking about is change because that inherently means that something is not happening that you were used to yesterday. And that's what I mean by breaking. And that's been a really positive learning experience. It hasn't been all butterflies and flowers, but it has been all powerful. And I know that where we are today is only possible thanks to the tremendous amount of growth and change that we've experienced the past few months. And if we're feeling really good come you know, the fall, the winter of 2020, it's only because of the growth and change that we're currently undergoing. So we have our NGS at Home program coming up in uh, mid-August, and this is our digital next-gen summit conference. Uh, we're going to probably screw up more than I could even guess right now. That's because it's our first large-scale 1,500-plus attendee event ever online. And that's a beautiful thing. I'm really excited. It's going to be the most hype day of all time. And I hope everybody out there joins us. However, it also will probably, in hindsight, not be perfect. And that's totally cool. You got to accept that. And if you're striving for perfection, maybe pull back the reins a little bit because ultimately you're setting yourself up to fail and to be disappointed. And so I'm sitting here, Chandler, releasing my expectations, saying that I know our team's putting in the work, grinding out here. And that's what matters. We're doing our dang best, just like everyone else is. And that's all we can ask for. And the product is going to show the results of our love and our care. Yeah. No, it, it sounds like you guys are being very proactive about controlling the things that you can, which you know I, I think is you know super important. One thing that you touched on just very briefly in the beginning was your like expansion into next-gen living. Is that something that you are at liberty you know, to talk about and would love to learn just about some new things that you guys are thinking about 
bringing to the table in terms of what you're offering to the Mexican community. Chandler, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And if uh, my lawyers get mad at me, then I'm coming after you, all right? No, I'm, I'm just playing. I would love to share more because I think that it will resonate with not only you, but anybody out there who is an entrepreneur and is listening. As entrepreneurs, quite frankly, we have no time. Time is the most important resource. We know that. And imagine a living environment that simply just gave you back a little more of your time. For me, I know I'd pay endless amounts. Now, I don't have the largest bank account, startup founder over here, so you get how it is. But I would give you my entire bank account to give me back more time. And so we have ideated on essentially a residential living concept that is born and bred from that concept. We have heard from now five plus years, our founders asking about, hey, I'm, I'm moving to New York, I'm moving to SF, I'm moving to Rhode Island, whatever it is. What do people recommend for living arrangements? How's this co-living environment? How's this apartment building? And we've always followed up and asked, hey, how'd it work out? How'd it go? And for one reason or another, there is never the perfect setup, whether it's flexibility, pricing, the services weren't there. So what we've done is try to reinvent what it means to live as an entrepreneur. You need flexibility. You need somebody who is there to take care of the things that can be taken care of for you so you can focus on the things that only Chandler Malone can provide, can enact. And so that doesn't really include doing your laundry. It doesn't include cleaning. It doesn't include maybe even shopping for your groceries. It doesn't include the basics of technology that can be automated or, or taken care of through things like a personal assistant or an executive assistant, right? These tasks, the technology that empowers them can be outsourced in a lot of ways. And so what we want to do is provide exactly that for entrepreneurs, by entrepreneurs, live in a next-gen living environment that puts your time as the priority. And the difference for us is service. So imagine if you could have a space where entrepreneurs were living, learning, playing, engaging together. That's what we're talking about. And so it's crazy to, to put it out there, but next-gen HQ is getting in the real estate game. We believe that it is the future in a large way, our company, of our community. Because as great as it is to come together once a year for Next Gen Summit or a few times a year for our regional events, perhaps, it's not the same as being able to have that around you at your fingertips whenever you, you want to enact the community of in-person. So that's where we're going. I don't want to promise too much just yet. But as we continue to watch how the world responds and evolves over the coming months, as soon as perhaps 2021, we will be looking at having our first next-gen living environment up, thinking about a city like Providence right now and looking at opportunities there where a lot of entrepreneurs are currently living. But I will say this, the Tulsa area is also something that's on our roadmap because that's where entrepreneurs are. That's where they're building businesses. It's not always SF in, in New York anymore, even though we're here. We want to be finding these pockets of entrepreneurs on the rise. When you think about in Austin, Texas, maybe 10 years ago, look at where it is today. That's Tulsa. Five, five, six years from now. That's Rhode Island five, six years from now. So if we can be a resource in building that up, that sounds like a huge win for us and one that we'd be honored to undertake. Definitely. And I will say, as you start to think about Tulsa, feel free to give me a ring whenever. My first call, Chandler. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That brought a smile to my face. So yeah, one of the things that super core to everything that you and the rest of your team is about is the community piece. I know that I've spoken to a lot of entrepreneurs who want to be fully in stealth mode and not necessarily talking to too many people in the early stages of their company. Do you have any thoughts? Do you have any advice? Do you have any feedback 
for those folks who maybe want to silo themselves early along their journey? It's a really great question, Chandler. And it's something that I think has been, uh, I'll say, stigmatized a bit because of the media campaigns and stories where you hear about someone stealing an idea, right? The social network, Facebook's founding, I think, put a a really uh, poor light on what it means to collaborate. And that might manifest as an 18, 19 year old getting started by you not wanting to share your idea, right? For scared, uh, being scared of someone stealing it and running with it themselves. What we like to promote over here at Action HQ is both trust, but also collaboration over competition. And I think competition is great in the sense that it can push you to produce a better product, to always innovate, to overcome things like the innovator's dilemma in a way. But collaboration is where you have to be leaning as an entrepreneur. It is, as I said, a impossible journey. And if you do not find partners, whether those are co-founders, team members, advisors, mentors, you name it, it, let alone investors, you are not going to win. And so I, I tell everybody out there, of course, be smart. And I'm not saying to go post your IP on a Reddit forum, perhaps, <laughs> right? Before it's you got that trademark or that patent, whatever it is. But don't feel like you have to hold back on sharing your idea over a coffee chat. I think that ultimately, entrepreneurship is about a few things, but execution is the biggest one. And anybody can have my ideas. I'll give you my playbook, Chandler. And if you want to go out there and execute it for six years, then power to you. You deserve it too. It's a crazy journey. And the idea is just the first little bit of it. Honestly, I know it's crazy to say out loud, but the idea is not even the most important factor, in my opinion, when it comes to building a great company. So if you don't want to share, I get it. That's cool. I understand. I, I don't want to put you in a position you're uncomfortable. But ultimately, if you want to go fast, you, you can't go alone. If you want to go fast, you go alone. But if you want to go far, you can't go alone. I can't believe I just botched that incredible quote there. But I, I think you get it. In the sense, you need community. You need these uh, layers of feedback, these mechanisms for growth and learning that are only possible when you don't hold up in your own shell. Definitely. I think that is extremely insightful, extremely profound advice. I- I've just got you know a little quote that it comes to my mind when you say, the idea is, is just the first piece. Michael Dell, one of his kind of like more famous quotes is that ideas are commodities. Execution is everything, which is basically mm-hmm. exactly what you were saying. Yeah, I really thank you, you know, for your time and joining us on the podcast. And I want to give you like a chance to share anything that you would like to share with our community, with our listeners, whether you've got news to break about stuff that's going on at NextGen, whether you've got requests for potential collaborators or whatever that might look like. Chandler, thank you so much. I, I so enjoyed our friendship, our relationship, getting to grow together. And I'm so proud of you and everything that you and the team are leading over there, as you said, in Tulsa in an up-and-coming startup community and ecosystem. That's what it's about, man. There's nothing wrong with anybody who is doing a similar work, working a venture in a New York or an SF or the Valley, you name it. But where you are and and the work that the seeds that you're planting today are truly special. And I can't wait to continue to watch everything that your firm does over the coming months, including this new college investing initiative. So I'm pumped up for you, man. And I can't wait to continue growing together. But what I'll say is anybody out there who is resonating with a bit of the jumble that I'm throwing out and and the logic of building and early stage development, if you will, come check out our website. We're nextgenhq, N-E-X-T-G-E-N-H-Q.com. You'll see a big button. It says Get Momentum. If you click that, you drop your email in, you're going to get access to our weekly roundup. 
This is a newsletter that goes out once every Monday. It has a, a bit of commentary that yours truly writes at the beginning. So if you don't like the commentary, uh, please don't let me know. Just kidding. Let me know. Is it going to grow? But beyond that, we've got the resources that range from opportunities for funding, for grants, for speaking engagements, for hiring, for partnerships. And then we've got mentors that are giving their advice to you in short and medium and long form interviews. And uh, then we highlight the, the few important takeaways you can catch quickly. We feature community members each week that are out there taking names and kicking butt, right? So that's what it's about to get that momentum, get that motivation. And we'll also highlight a few educational pieces for those who are looking to further their growth and their perspective. So get on that Roundup newsletter, start engaging with the Nexion ecosystem. You'll be the first to know about everything we do. And from there, you can get a ticket to NGS at home and, and come learn with Ray from Ray Dalio with me and, and get to ask a question to the big guy, the principal's author. That's what it's about. We want to find ways to support and empower your journey. And if there's something we can do that we're not currently exploring, please reach out. That's all I ask. If there's an idea, a uh, whether for a new business line or for a 1% improvement, hit me up. I'm trying to get better out here as you all are. And I appreciate this opportunity to share my story and to hopefully meet some incredible listeners. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dylan. Really appreciated having you. This has been one of you know the episodes that I've been most excited for and, and have enjoyed the most. So really appreciate it, man. Chandler, thank you, my man. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our latest episode of Be Atento. Uh, you can find us anywhere online at Atento Capital across all social media platforms and via our website at atentocapital.com. We want to give a special thank you and shout out to our recording partners at Rant9 uh, Productions uh, for helping us out with everything related to this podcast. Uh, and we look forward to uh, having you all tune in anywhere where podcasts are played. Uh, be sure to subscribe and we look forward to seeing you again soon.